Welcome to episode 29 on the SQL podcast. I am here with an awesome guest today, as we always have, Pierre de Sosa, checking in today. But we also have another amazing guest who just recently did the SQL retreat. We are here with Chris, and he is going to be telling us about his wild experiences of the fucking three days that he just had. It's going to be an absolute epic experience. He's going to be talking about dominance, how he actually got walked over, and then how um, he actually is going to be start moving forward from there and how he's going to actually start really regaining a lot of his relationships with women moving forward and talking about a lot more about self-respect and how it all ties in. How you do everything outside the bedroom is how you do it inside the bedroom as well. So, Chris, thank you so much for being here. It is an absolute pleasure. What we want to do before we jump into anything today is if you guys listening to this have any questions about what we do, you can go check out um, sexualquantumleap.com. But if not, get buckled in because today is going to be a wild experience. So let's jump into it. We're currently in Warsaw at the moment and it has been phenomenal. Like Chris just came off, as I said, the three-day um, SQL retreat, and it actually goes for five days because they have a day each side because they need the time to really relax and settle in. And everyone comes for specific reasons when they come to the retreat, and we get a lot of people on our podcast, especially on our Facebook group as well, and all that, sending us messages like, "Give us an insight to what it's about." So as I said, Chris today is going to be breaking down everything in regards to what he learned, his insights, his epiphanies, his like hardest moments, things like this. So you can get a perspective from him. And Pierre, do you have anything to say before we jump into it? But Chris, thank you for being here. It is awesome. And as I said, tell us everything. Tell me your dirty little secrets. Um, yeah, no, it's been quite an amazing uh, experience. Uh, going through SQL. Um, yeah, I, I came after a recent breakup. Uh, wasn't doing too well and reached out to Andrew and Pierre, had some great chats and figured to help me move forward and like build myself back up that SQL would be like the perfect time to do it like right now. Um, in my relationship, like I started out in a good position Um where I was ready to like do that thing of like I was ready to walk away if any of my boundaries were crossed and all this kind of stuff. Um, eventually, I was letting things go or letting them pass because I was showing a lot of concern or worry about, say, her uh, health or whatever. Um, and I can now see like through working with Pierre and Andrew like how each individual thing that I let go built up more and more over time to less and less respect uh, all the way through until the like the end of the relationship where there was just um, lies going on, um, emotional cheating and all this kind of um, shit that was happening. So going through SQL, yeah, like actually finding out like the best way to like maintain your boundaries, um, how to express them in uh, the best way where you're not coming off butt hurt or uh, like just being like, oh yeah, you, you hurt me, like that bullshit. Um, 
and not coming up as an asshole, being like, oh, you're a shit person. Like, I was going to swear, but I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, cool. So, not being a shit cunt. Um, yeah. <laughs> Australia, mate. Yeah, Australia cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Australia cunt. Yeah, boy. Um, so, yeah, no, the, I think uh, definitely one of the biggest things for me was... Um, coming out with the conflict resolution graph and how beneficial it is like instead of worrying about loss actually thinking about like what you gain in even if it is like a loss or end of a relationship or whatever but like how much more self-respect and self-love you get going through that um as, as well as like how it can foster better relationships going through because now you don't have something that's been building up over time to a boiling point and then causes a lot of issues down the track uh so yeah and then all the dominance work is like awesome because i've had an affinity towards it like i've had to deal with uh in family situations and with friend like a lot of my female friends they were in like abusive relationships domineering men and all that kind of stuff so i've constantly seen all this stuff a little bit closer i think yep um yeah um yeah, so always like struggling with that or the understanding of it and finally getting a full representation of it, um, which I've kind of really gone in alignment with, with everything uh, Pierre and Andrew talk about. So, yeah. Yeah, when and just for you guys listening to this and... We always talk about dominance is love and we talk about benevolent leadership consistently. And when we're on the retreats with these guys and anyone we work with or talk to, we always talk about in depth, we want to leave a woman better and wetter than we found them. And when we're doing this, we know at the core that when we leave these guys after the retreat, it is going to, they can go out into the world and give women, of course, tons of orgasms, great experiences. But at the same time, what they're going to do is fundamentally walking away with a man with integrity and love who comes to the table of going, I am coming to serve you. I am coming to a place of like looking after you. I'm coming to a place because I genuinely want your best interest while also getting your interest um, met and your sexual fantasies met as well at the same time. If you could, man, it'd be really awesome for you to break down. Like before um, Chris came on the uh, three days, uh, three day retreat, he was already um, quite good in the bedroom. Like he already had a really good um, skill set. He already had a few toys himself and he was a bit of a deviant. But the thing is, he really just came along to really sharpen the sword and like learn a few new things. If you can like give us a bit of a backstory about where you were at and like start breaking down as well, like what like was like where you're at and then like what you're feeling just before the retreat um started uh yeah so uh before the retreat uh yeah i was in a fairly good position like um with my ex like we were like probably the best experience she's had in uh in any of her relationships or anything like that um so i was pretty like happy with myself after obviously Andrew going through with like a little one day thing with me earlier. So, and it kind of like opened us both up to trying all these like new things, which is really, really fun. Um, I must say like, although it was all those nights where I had to be sort of like on my game a little bit, um, or there were just nights where I wasn't getting to the results that I wanted and I was putting pressure on myself to like 
to make her come like however many times I had to do this, but then it's kind of like the realization of the nights where I wasn't so focused on that was some of the best nights and where we actually uh, got to a like higher level sort of thing. Um, in terms of like the dominance, is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah. Yeah, before we stepped into the retreat that day. Yeah. Um, so for that, yeah, I kind of like, like I said, my initial uh, consult with uh, Andrew at the start of the year, like I was in a really good spot and then I think I just kept falling back into old habits. Uh, so yeah, before the retreat, I was in like one of my lowest uh, areas that I've been in in a long time. Uh, so it's like, and just not knowing like where I went wrong or what was happening and how I ended up in a situation that I was in, like where I was so unhappy. Um, I pulled Andrew aside and was like, yeah, man, like, uh, like after we went through like all these exercises, how I felt like my relationship that I had was like, my life was on pause for six months, like, and how amazing, like going forward and how happier I am now after going through all this, understanding it all. Um, and yeah, where, where I can go through, like, uh, I was constantly, yeah, like I said, letting, letting shit go, um, or just being like, ah, oh, it's a joke. Even though I'd be like, did she really mean it? Like now I'm feeling a bit self-conscious. Do I call her on it? Do I not say anything? Um, if I say something, can my butt hurt? All that kind of bullshit. Um, so yeah, and, and finally being like told that I'm allowed to like express how I'm feeling. Like if, if someone's made me feel this way, like I'd, it's not wrong for me to tell them that they've made me feel this way. Like it, it's my feelings um, and how it can, yeah, like foster better relationships. So I'm feeling like so much better. I feel like I can have those uncomfortable conversations or well, they're not really uncomfortable anymore, but like the ones that would be before this, I feel like I can go into competently. I understand how to get to a resolution. So, yeah. I remember we're on the break. <laughs> he pulls me aside. Did you see this? <laughs> he pulls me aside. He's like, oh, I need to have a chat to you about something. He's like, I got this girl and basically like the shoe tying situation. She got down. Uh, I think I'm paraphrasing here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to... Yeah. I'm going to say, he'll tell a story. You're probably going to see my verbal, you can probably going to see the physical, like, pissed offness in my face. I was pacing up and down the retreat. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. If that happens to me, I'm like, Chris, get inside. I'm going to show you. I'm like, this is never, ever going to happen again. You're like, all right, I'll come inside. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, finish it off, man. <laughs> Okay, so story goes, um, we're out one night uh, for a birthday of a friend of mine. Uh, I've, this was a partner, this was a woman you were seeing. Yeah, this is the girl I was seeing for like six months. Um, so yeah, so we're out uh, in a group uh, with a couple, of, I, I've driven all the girls uh, to the next bar location. Uh, we're walking, uh, my girl's wearing these like the fucking thigh high um lace up like they lace all the way from the fucking foot all the way up uh she had an issue where they for whatever reason tonight they just kept coming undone um we're standing on a corner and she's like oh hey can you um yeah can you tie my lace up um and like trying to be a good boyfriend i'm like yeah okay um and she was kind of talking to the other girls and as soon as I've gotten down and like touched the shoelaces, she's like, oh yeah, he's my bitch. 
And at that moment, I was like a bit t- uh, taken back. I uh, let let go of the shoelaces and stood up and I was like, oh, what'd you say? And she's like, oh, yeah, you're my bitch or something. I was like, the fuck? Like, what? I was like, I'm not doing them now. Like, I, I was just like trying to play it off. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, I just... Because I was like, do I, if I say something in front of everyone, like, she's going to be like, oh, he can't take a joke. And then it was going to, I felt like I was just going to be put offside because the rest of them are girls. And my girlfriend was trying to be f- funny is what she kind of said, like, and trying to make friends with these others. But, like, now that I think about it, it's like, if that, like, putting me down is how you make friends, like, what a fucked up relationship that is. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, and then I've sort of told Andrew this story. He's gotten a little uh, unhappy about the situation. Everyone knows how, like, cool, calm, and collected hippie he is. And he was pissed. So, yeah, I'll uh, let him go into his uh, view and mindset of how this was going. Oh, so was Pierre. You, uh, mate, when I told you. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely lost it. But I think you might have been a little bit more upset than I was. Um, but yeah, for, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this <laughs> for anyone out there who's part of the uh, like MGTOW community or something like that. This should be a trigger warning because they might have an actual heart attack. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, it's 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 a fucked up situation. And I, as as we will discuss, I don't think that the problem actually arose in this moment this is something that had been 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 what to say festering for a while it's been growing and growing and eventually got to this moment there's a lot more to it than just in this in this in this actual instance but yeah yeah it it really did piss me off quite a bit as well but i think you got a little bit more attached to the situation Oh, let's just say this. I wasn't pacing up and down the retreat for 30 minutes <laughs> as a result. We'll go with 15 minutes, but still, 15, it was a long 15 minutes. So, yeah, as soon as Chris told me, what ended up happening, we ended up going like back and forth, like talking like, what the fuck did she say? Like, get down on one knee and do this. I'm like, you are kidding me. Are you serious? I was like, what the fuck? Because you know what it is? We see. Time for a rant. Lock in. And now you're going to jump on this when I start getting going. There's so many fucking good men who get fucked over by really incredible women. Now, is there some really heinous men out there who are fucking assholes? Yes. But let's just talk about really good fucking men who have really good intentions. Chris, right here is an incredible human being who only comes from love, respect, care, and wants a person's best interest at heart and wants to give a woman fuck tons of orgasms. He paid to come on a retreat a lot of money so he can learn how to be a really good fucking man and really good in the bedroom. What does that say about an individual when they do that? What does that say about their morals, their values, and who they are? And then all of a sudden, get down on one knee and tie my shoe. It's like, bitch, you don't know who you're fucking with. And you have got the wrong, like you are doing this to the wrong man. 
This is a man who you marry, you put a ring on, you have kids with, and you treated him like this. I'm sorry to say, you stuffed up. But the thing is, what Chris really got from this, I hammered at home. It's like being able to understand what dominance is on the outside world. And then also, when you get it on the outside world, you'll get it in the bedroom. A lot of guys think, they go, oh, well, I'm going to be dominant in the bedroom. I'm like, no, you're probably being a fuckwit with a stone-cold face thinking you're being a dominant man where you're actually like suppressing so much about what you want to say and then you can't express it. Don't get me wrong. Like, even Pierre and I have like fucking hard chats all the time so then we can push each other to keep constantly getting better as who's who we are as individuals is it easy no but it's the same when you're in relationships with women we are exceptionally good at that because you know what it is it goes back to this and this is what we taught chris and i i can't wait for you to elaborate more it's about gaining that self-respect for who you are is far more important than any financial return or any like woman in your life. I'm sorry if you think otherwise because you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to stick in there because um, I might be able to fix it. And there's so many good guys who try and fucking fix women. I know because I did that. Please don't do that. Please don't be that guy. Find a woman who's healthy, who respects you, and who loves you for who you are. That might sound simple, but it's so surprising how many guys just go, yep, she has the perfect box, I'm done. I'm like, holy shit, this relationship is going to go down real fucking fast. I'll probably leave it there, because I'll be speaking for an hour if I keep going. (laughs) Anyone? No, go ahead. So... What we um we when I talked to Chris, we asked him a lot of questions like um about what was going on. Then he also gave us a lot of perspective about what was like happening. Do you actually want to give us feedback? It's always good. Like we always say this at um, SQL, we train these guys up so much so then they can go out into the world and basically train other men with what they learnt. That's what we pride ourselves on. A great leader turns other men into other leaders. So yeah, Chris, if you want to give us a perspective about like what we actually like talked to you about when you we had a one-on-one session or just even on the retreat about what you need to do moving forward so she respects you on the outside life and what she respects you and so she respects you in the bedroom uh yeah so going into one of the conversations uh that andrew and i had was this thing about yeah how um i'm want to fix her or like i knew she was damaged going into this like even as all my friends were like they saw her one night and they were like the fuck like get out like just like drop her home and don't look back and i was like no no like she she just needs someone to be there for her she doesn't have any friends and all this kind of stuff um so i stuck in there like there was we had like multiple times uh where like going further into the relationship where things could have ended and instead of me early on i was ready to walk away like if we had any of these conversations but i got invested and then just cared about her a lot and i think the biggest thing i was so afraid of was if i left her who was going to be there for her um so i sat there and put up with so much shit to the point where there were certain things i was getting self-conscious about um and was making me feel like shit and i had to do stuff to build myself back up and i was spending the whole relationship complimenting her and like building her up because she had like such low self-esteem 
but instead of reciprocating and building me up, it was all just jabs at me and like, yeah, just like, and after a while, like, yeah, you tease and make a joke, but when someone just keeps hammering the same thing over and over again as a joke, like it fucking wears on you. Like it, it really fucking brings you down. Um, so yeah, but in, in saying that I was still so fucking worried about her, where she was going to be end up, like how she was going to be mentally if we broke up uh, and she had no one there for her. Like, and I, I was just, I put all my feelings aside and how I was being made to feel just to be like, no, no, like maybe once we sort this issue out, like she'll realize like she is loved and then she'll be able to return that. Like maybe she'll let down those walls and all that kind of bullshit. Um, But yeah, as I feared like leaving or what, like what would happen if I left, it kind of transferred the power and then she was she just lost respect for me because she had the feeling that I was just always going to be there no matter what she did to me or whatever I would always come running back um even though like I guess I I told her like verbally I wouldn't but my actions leading up to that obviously didn't project the same thing um so yeah so like and like in the bedroom yeah I'm I'm dominant I can go through like all all this stuff but yeah, as soon as I would get out, like I would just try and show this caring side because I'm so I was so worried and scared about coming across domineering or controlling because I've seen what that's done to the women in my life, um, and I've seen what like how it's felt when I've had it done to me. So I was coming from a place of fear um, where there was stuff I could have done and could have asserted my boundaries and all this kind of stuff, but I was afraid to do it because I was so afraid of going over the edge, um, which Andrew has, uh, helped me a lot with, um, what to do. He, he doesn't really expect, like, he doesn't see me ever doing that, like ever being able to reach that edge. Um, but he's sort of given me some things, uh, like in what to do, like how to apologize and what to do, like if you ever cross the boundary and how to bring it back and like explain how you went wrong, why it went wrong um, and how you guys can move forward um, and build a better relationship uh, if that was to ever happen. Um, so I feel a lot more comfortable uh, moving forward, like as, like putting out my boundaries, sticking to them and a hundred percent I'm, I know I can walk away. Like it comes from that abundance mindset. Like I've, I've had it and, um, and for myself, I knew that I would always find someone else. But again, I was just so fucking worried about her and her feelings and all that bullshit. Um, and then to be fucked over how I was in the end, like, yeah. So uh, in our one-on-ones, like, yeah, that he's taught me, like, how to be more grounded, how to, like, for the next couple months, like, exercises I can do, um like literally just having hard conversations as well, like actually going through it, like going through like conflict resolution um, to build up uh, like my understanding of it. Because uh, whenever I would have, I, I thought I was doing this. Like I actually thought I was doing these hard conversations, but I wasn't doing it in the right way. Like I was always getting off topic and then I was always on the defense where Andrew's like, told me how to like taught me how to stick to one thing resolve that one thing 
then move on to the next thing and go from there so it doesn't end up in this whole situation of oh remember two months ago when you did this and then oh yeah you d i did that but three months ago you did this and like all that kind of like pent-up bullshit um so yeah i i really appreciate like everything i learned in the three days and the time after that as well so it was amazing just to see how well you took it on of like you know what i can see this and then like how well you took feedback and that's the thing on the retreats they, this is fucking tough like we started at 11 a.m and we're finishing sometimes like three four in the morning like it's intense because it's like we do whatever it takes to get these guys results like yeah we will teach you how to be the best fuck a woman's ever had know exactly what to do in the bedroom multiple orgasms squirting everything you need to know but what we pride ourselves on pierre and myself when we're in there with these guys is making men men again so then when they're with a woman the woman respects them and then she can have love and care for them and think about it not going on too much of a rant but like when we hear like where are all the good men we get good men hit us up every fucking day who want to help who, who like who want to like like not help should i say who want to look after women who want to care for them who want to nurture them who want to have kids there was this amazing dude like on the retreat like 40 years old we won't say his name but we'll just say his name is um andre for this he literally was pouring out his heart saying he wants to find the love of his life a great guy smart guy very successful looking for a really amazing woman and he was the same, struggling because he just felt like people took advantage of him and we could just see. It's like, we're the voice and reason for men so then men don't get walked over. We know we talk to so many married men, excuse me, who have been divorced, been through so many situations who like not having the sex life they want, never been able to satisfy one, never been able to talk up and express themselves about what they want in the bedroom. And then like, as much as Chris um, was saying right now, that he's like, okay, I am... Um, didn't really know he had so much humility and opening up and going you guys can help me out and the thing is he has such a big heart he was like really trying to like justify going ah oh, no it's like kind of like the aussie she'll be right don't worry about it. it's like no sometimes you got to step into that uncomfortableness and go it's not she'll be right and dominance is love because you're you're calling someone on on their on their bullshit that is clear or dominance is just purely a perspective of like hey you know what see if i can fucking help this person become a better person as well and that's what it was really amazing to see that um um chris really was like you know what i can see this now and i was trying to be a really good man for her but she wasn't trying to be a really good woman for me and she wasn't trying to really love and respect me love and respect goes both ways it's not just one way as a dominant man you lead and it allows a woman to let go and just follow and it allows her to drop in and surrender and trust etc but what it also does we want to get to the core of knowing who that woman is is she loving is she respectful is she kind and is she going to retreat you with the most respect that's why we say to guys come on the sql retreats go through the application process go through the interview process whatever the fuck it needs to do because this is not just about literally just now lucky um lucky chris is only 
he's only 24 years old because we've dealt with guys who are a lot older it's a lot harder when you're older can we do it yes but it's better now that we're like starting to like um curve off these like squared pegged um edges or some some shit at this age <laughs> now instead of him being like 40 going i'm fucking fucked because i i love this person i'm so emotionally attached and she just keeps fucking like walking all over me and i can't have the relationship and i can't have the sex i want and i get a blowjob in my birthday would you want a blowjob just on your birthday once a year and she's making you feel like you deserved it or like you, she's like yep you got your blowjob this year you'll get one next year is that what you want of course fucking not and if it is i think you're in the wrong place yeah definitely not uh not something i want yeah so is there anything you want to just like um add like what was the toughest part on the re- on the retreat for you like w- emotionally challenging or physically challenging that you had to push through because i know that was pretty tough already yeah i think uh the toughest part was uh andrew constantly calling me on all my bullshit excuses on when i'm trying to justify <laughs> everything and like he's making me think because i'm and I, I wasn't even thinking about how i was justifying like shitty behavior like it just, i was just like oh no that, and it's like what the fuck are you doing pull your head in um this is what was happening i was like oh yeah and i like i get it and then i'd like mention something i was like you're doing the same fucking thing again like you're trying to justify like this terrible behavior like what she's done to you and i was like oh yeah hang on a sec um so yeah i think if and i think it could have uh, gotten even tougher because i think if i did it like one or two more times he probably would have like fought me um i would roll i'm like pierre we need backup we did have the uh fight pit in the back of that place so um i would have been the first victim of these two guys um so yeah it's um yeah, so that w- that was definitely like eye opening uh, for me. Uh, another tough part was the meta meditation, um, and when you had to send like the love to yourself. Uh, Pierre saw me get a little uh, uncomfortable in that in that sort of situation, like fidgeting and like, yeah, it, it's like all that like, yeah, cool. You learn some techniques and all that kind of stuff, and like it's a bit of fun, but really taking a deep look inside yourself um even writing down like what your ideal woman is what are your like non-negotiables when it comes to a relationship how many of those was i giving up just because oh she's kind of hot or and like this isn't just like my ex this is like every every time like it's like i don't want this in a woman oh but if she looks that good yeah that could be all right um so yeah, and actually like figuring out what I want, like how many times do you sit down and go, okay, this is exactly what I want in a woman. This is how I would like want her to look. This is how I actually wanted to be as a human being, like decent. Um, so yeah. Um, what? How dare you? How dare you want a decent woman? Yeah. Well. <laughs> revolutionary concept. <laughs> um, this is some groundbreaking stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> find a decent woman who treats you good. Uh, and Andrew's have asked me, find healthy women. This is the same level as pe- people who say, you know, like, be confident or, like, just be yourself. <laughs> but still, people still don't take the advice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, just, I forgot where I was going with that. but it was Just be yourself, man. Radical honesty. Time travels. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
yeah. So sorry. Um, so that's what I got. What? Why was the self love hard for you to do that exercise, the meta meditation? Um, I think because like I I was in a good place at the start of the year. Like I'd done, um, I'd gone off. I'd travelled a bit to work on myself. And then spending six months being brought down, like having like all this stuff, like all these things, like I was self-conscious about. Um, and then like, no one wants to be like called out on things that self-conscious about, like, and having that done to me, like, even if it was played off as a joke and I'm like trying to like not be butthurt and all that kind of bullshit. It wasn't a fucking joke. And you know, it. Yeah. that's the thing. See, even like that, like slight, like slight justification, like, I'm pulling it off as a joke and guys get into this trap just because they like still have such a good heart. I had to stop you there, man. Cause I'm like thinking like, do you agree? Or yeah, I was like, Oh, it's like, a joke. she was not fucking joking. It was passive aggressive fucking behavior to put you down. Like literally if you're watching this, if you're a woman who's dating me and you did that to me, it would not be in your best interest. I would walk off. We would not be together. And it would be a really fucking difficult conversation of you going, of going, why did you fuck up? Because I'm sick of dudes like this who literally only have good intentions going into the world and getting fucked over because they really try so hard. And they go, I want to please you. Like this guy would probably spend two hours downtown on a woman just to try to make her come. And then not wanting anything in return. That's it. This is the type of integral dude that we bring onto the SQL retreats and the people that we have. So ladies, if you're listening to this and you want a really good fuck, hit us on sexualquantumleap.com and send us an email and go, I want Mr. Wild's um, number, Mr. Chris. So we can go from there. Anyway, moving forward. So on that note, (sighs) it just annoys me. But what I want to know from you is... Why did you feel on the retreat that you had to keep like justifying it? Like what was popping up for you when you're like saying like, I should like maybe do this. Like, I know it's a nice guy thing, but like what was going through your mind? Uh, in, in justifying her behavior. Because yeah. a lot of guys go through this, it's not just you. Yeah. Um, I think it was just because I've been in that mindset for so long, like when it was happening, like, and I was kind of like going through like, Oh yeah, so this is what I thought in that moment and then I've just believed it for so long. I've convinced myself that that was the reality of the situation. Um, Where, like, yeah, it's bullshit. But yeah, I I was just falling back into that exact same thing of, oh yeah, like, uh, I deserved it or like, I I made a joke so now she's attacking me. But uh, it's it's all alright because I think she's kidding. But... Yeah, no, and after you've pointed it all out, like, it, yeah, it's it's not like, yeah, especially like, yeah, some of the shit that was getting said, I w- would say a, a little bit, but I was never going as deep or as serious as I could have. Like, I would say something like, and I'd play it off jokingly, like maybe like a 70% joke, 30% serious to kind of try to alert her where I should have just been like, no. Let's pause this here. This is what's happening. This is how I like. This is what you've done. Um, do you do you understand like uh, how you're making me feel this way? Uh, did you mean to do it? Was it in this kind of malice way? Uh, if so, like why? 
and then like do you understand where I'm coming from and yeah if she apologizes then cool we can build a stronger relationship we know that where boundaries are if she's like oh no you're just um a little shit or whatever the fuck it is um I can walk away and just have that like respect for myself that love for myself um and so that goes back into that question you asked before like why did I feel uncomfortable with the self-love and yeah it was just because I was questioning so much um because I was in a good spot like and then I was made to feel uncomfortable with myself um and yeah and and there are times now where I'm questioning myself or like they like before SQL like there were still times um I was questioning myself more and more than I did at the start of my relationship so yeah Awesome. Pierre, you have anything to say on this? Because I know this is a big, big topic that you like to talk about, especially with your knowledge and in-depth understanding about masculinity. Or you have a question? If we- yeah, for for Chris. No, um, not not really. I think yeah, I think we've <laughs> we've gone fa- fairly deep on this. What I was a little bit interested in hearing your perspective on, though, what was your biggest surprise about the retreat itself? Um, the biggest surprise, I mean, I've known you two for a while now, so you guys don't surprise me too much. Um, I think some of the exercises, definitely, I wasn't expected, expecting to come out bruised at the end of it. Um, but... <laughs> we tell you before, there is blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Every single time people come to the retreats and they're like, yeah, but that's a joke, right? It's like, no, by the end of this, you're going to be bloody. <laughs> At the very least, you will be bruised. But didn't didn't the the guy, didn't he? No, he would have started getting a little bit of nosebleed from your little. Uh, he didn't, no, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but there you have it. It's not a joke. <laughs> We tell you day one, we're like blood, sweat and tears on these retreats. That's why these guys get insane transformation in only three days. It's like we always say, we're going to take your virginity for three days, blood, sweat and tears and get ready for some insane experiences. But yeah, I just want you to give a little bit of um, perspective if you could, um, Chris, about your like, like, what would you say to someone who's like um, looking into this man from your perspective and like, going, oh shit, this sounds really intense and crazy because just the caveat yes we'll teach you how to fuck but it's so much more than that and as you've heard from this it hasn't been too much about like sexuality this podcast but it all ties together so yeah what is your like recommendation for people listening to this uh cool for so my recommendation for anyone who's um thinking about uh doing the sql retreat um stop thinking and just do it uh, because like the biggest thing and what Andrew said before about me learning some of the stuff at 24, like I now have fucking how many, like 80 years if we're thinking good, um, of like all this incredible stuff and just imagining like where my life would have been without this and how miserable I could have been like if I turned up at 50 and then only had like a few good, uh, decades left, um, with this shit. I've, 
like yeah it's a it's a fair bit of money but like the earlier you do it the more you get out of it it's like the smallest investment it could it could end up being the smallest investment of my life that could have just um made my life like so much better um so yeah like especially like if you're a young person who is like thinking about it it's like oh maybe if i do it in a couple of years or whatever do it fucking now like you don't want to wait a couple of years that's f- you wait five years whatever that that's five years of like shit sex and people crossing your boundaries and you being a pushover so like stop stop questioning it and just fucking start it yeah what well, what i find really interesting is that obviously i mean a, a solid 95% of our clients are a very special like behavior type. We won't get into that on 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 today's podcast. We'll get into that later on. But uh, just long story short, everyone who's coming to these retreats, they're always this highly analytical dude who always thinks once, twice, thrice and about a billion times more before they make a decision to make sure it's the right decision. But well, what's what's really interesting about this is that the fact that they are thinking and thinking and thinking, that's actually the main reason why they are the type of person who actually need to come to these retreats. Like we had, like, especially on this last retreat, it was every single dude except for for the Mr. Break Your Bed dude. <laughs> he was, But he was still a little bit like that. But he, he had a little bit of different background. And what what guys and and this is even yourself a little bit in the past but not quite to the same level but what a lot of these guys have is that they have this highly analytical brain but the one thing that they forget to to analyze when they keep thinking and thinking and thinking is what about all that time they went away thinking like let's say you you don't even spend money on on coming to sql let's say you spend money on something else doesn't even matter right even if that money isn't the best spent you can make money back you can't make time back you can sit there and think all you like about what is the right decision is this correct one what is this what is that but at the end of the day you're gonna spend so much time thinking about how to overcome this problem instead of actually grabbing the problem by the pussy and actually doing shit and all that time you spend not doing anything you're never going to get that time back and i think that's the same reason why all these guys end up in these situations as well because they're there with a girl uh, even when they're single they're like oh should i approach her maybe she's like on her phone maybe it's this it's like go and fuck it up just go fuck it up it's much better to fuck shit up a little bit so you can learn rather than just trying to just get things perfectly right the first time because you're not going to get it right the first time anyway, right? So it's much better to, to just, just say fuck it than just, you know, YOLO a little bit every now and then as well. Yeah, that was just what I wanted to butt in with a little bit. I think uh, on this retreat, there were also like those guys uh, like myself that actually love like gaming in the sense of like computer games and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we're nerds. Um, but in saying that, like the amount of like money, like I've spent and people that are like seriously into gaming, like the amount of money you spend on this, like sitting in a room by yourself um, is insane. And that's something like a game's produced 
and it's out there like you can find any fucking game on eBay whatever like whereas this stuff that you learn like on how to better your life like yeah why why wait 5 years because oh this really awesome like console's about to come out like I'll I'll put like fixing my life on hold for a minute like what the fuck is that shit like yeah so I I I'm so glad that I found uh SQL as early as I did uh, I wish I'd found it earlier and like signed up and done fucking course like the first fucking course of this, um, but I'm so so happy that uh, I'm now in a position where I've gotten that. Um, Pierre and Andrew like they they do to give a shit. I think that's the biggest thing. Like these are guys like they I hadn't even done the retreat yet, but I kind of knew them. And as soon as my relationship ends, they're like, "Hey, let's have a chat. Like, let's see how you're doing." Um, and I know that they do that for their clients after, like, they want to know, like, how you're doing in, like, a month's time. They want to know how you're doing in six months' time. They're always here if, like, like, you need to be, you need to hit them up for, like, advice or anything like that. Like, they're genuine dudes. Like, it's, it, that's hard to find. Like, seriously. So, I'm so appreciative of, like, everything I've learned from them. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's real funny? It's, it's, fu- it's funny you, you said that. It actually should not be something that people need to spell out. You should not have to like make a point like these guys actually care. Like that should be every single coach that there actually is, right? And it, it, it's just really wild to me how few coaches actually give a fuck about people that they help. Right, which is one of the main reasons why we connected because you and I have very clashing personalities in many ways. But one of the things that actually always kept us together is that, well, we do both actually really like helping people, and it's kind of hard to find other people who who are who who have that mindset where they actually enjoy seeing people grow and blossom after you've helped them. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's it's. There are some great coaches out there, but it's definitely few and far between. Sometimes they're a great coach, but maybe lack in regards to the knowledge and the wisdom that they can impart on their clients. We always pride ourselves on of like showing everyone who comes to the SQL. It's like, we want to train you so well so you can go out there and be a coach if you wanted yourself. There's no scarcity in the world and that's where we come from. And just seeing like, Chris on the retreat from day one really opening up and flourishing all the guys on the retreat as well. It's fucking inspiring because it's making these men step up and as he said, like he wish he found us sooner because we say this all the fucking time because guys don't get they go, you're just trying to sell me, bro. Like we get that shit. Okay, cool, bro. Don't come. It's like, if you don't come, the chances of you having shit sex finding a woman who you're not really into and having a bad relationship are going to be fucking significantly higher. Significantly higher. If you look at the divorce rate, it's fucking exponentially higher. Let's not go down that route. But I'm just like saying, look at your satisfaction, your communication that you have in the bedroom so you can have, have the relationships that you want. Now, enough about that. What was your best highlight of the um, the retreat? Um... Oh, the best highlight, jeez. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, hard to say. Just sort of one thing, because like like you said, there's we were literally doing like thirteen to fucking fourteen hour days. Um, 
definitely the the masculine exercise, the uh, animalistic play, um, was intense. But it's also a lot of fun just to like let loose and be these crazy fucking people in a mansion, hoping that the neighbors don't call the cops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just hearing like screams, yells, and howls like constantly. Um, I think the something that hasn't been said, um, even in the, with the guys that I spoke to, is the sense of like brotherhood, like going through with those guys. Like I know we were literally all from around the world. Like none of us were from the same city, and a lot of us weren't even from the same country. I think there was just one. And yeah, well, it was it was you and one more guy from Australia. Everybody else was from completely different countries. Yeah, exactly it, and. I know that if any of these guys are like, hey, I'm in Brisbane, I'm like, cool, let's let's catch up. Hey, do you have someone to stay? I've got a couch. Like, And I know for 100% that they would do the same for me. And it's like constantly going through, like we're all from different walks of life and we're like exchanging like value and skills, being like, oh, you did that. Like, oh, tell me a bit more about it. Like that, I think that is like an amazing thing. Like you go through such an intense emotional roller coaster with a, like six or well, five other dudes and then also the two of you like yeah it, it's it's insane like how close you can become with people you've never met before and then and like become so close in like three days like yeah that that was i think a major thing as well like i, I always like having a like a place for people like i've been in high school i was in a bit of an outcast and all that kind of stuff like i never had a group i was always just floating um so yeah having a having a sense of like camaraderie um companionship all that kind of like stuff so yeah it's um that was a big thing uh going through uh getting acquainted with uh hallie was uh is always uh, a good time <laughs> hallie is uh andrew's girlfriend um he's he, he, yeah it, it's it's his perfect woman. Um, Doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, Andrew was really, really pushing me um, in my work with her. Um, and also um, in the dominance exercises with the live model that comes in, like actually getting feedback uh, from her was actually really insightful because, um, yeah, there were things that I was getting down, but then things that I hadn't thought about that she was bringing to light um, and having that female perspective was actually really amazing as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a few of my highlights, I think. Um, maybe if we got in the fighting pit, like they could have yeah. <laughs> improved a bit. Uh, that's uh, SQL number two, Fight Pit. We can't talk about it though. Yeah, that's that's good to hear your highlights. As you said, there it is uh, such an intense three days with so much in there. It's good to hear. What about the exercise? I'm I'm curious to get your perspective on like when you're flowing with your partner, like when you're like flowing back and oh, forward. Yeah. The one where you have the, your hands. Oh. Remember. That's actually the first time we do that exercise on pro. You came up with it in a moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came to you. It got downloaded from the universe? Something like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start levitating right yeah. after, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually really cool. I like that exercise. I could see the guy seeing it. What did you think of that? Um, I absolutely love it um, because I've experienced uh, similar stuff at tantric festivals, um, contact dance. The, my, I've experienced it like blindfolded and it's like crazy. Um, and actually, yeah, because when, when you... It's a, it's a great exercise in consent. It's a great exercise for just feeling out your partner. And, and obviously, because we were like swapping partners all around, um, that, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's all clothes on and you don't fuck each other on the retreat. Just I felt that was necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't see James Pin. Chris's penis on a retreat. You don't see mine. You might see Andrew's. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I I absolutely like love the idea of the like the contact dance, the flow. Um, yeah, like establishing like when you first like go into it like with a partner, finding out what they are like because if you're naturally like more dominant, then um, you end up taking the lead. So. It's actually an interesting way to find out who's the most dominant in the room. Because, like, if you they kept going up and then, like, yeah, seeing, like, who they, like, submit to, I guess. Or, like, just who they... Actually, that's a poor way of putting it. Who they follow. Um, is a good you know what I found really interesting about this exercise? Is that at first when no... When you, it's, like, just flow with each other, right? And you have to work out who's leading, who's following. But then when you said, okay, now one person is going to lead... That one is going to follow and how well it worked then, right? It, it's just so, so, such a great, I guess, testament to how important it is to negotiate, right? Like the whole module that we have on real negotiation and proper communication with your partner both before and during sex and after. It's like if you know how to actually communicate the right way. Then sex, even the first time that you sleep with someone, can actually still be really, really, really incredible. Just like what you had with with, with our model, it wasn't real sex, by the way. But like the, the demonstration, it's like I wasn't watching it, but from what I heard, it was still pretty fucking amazing. Is what everybody said because you guys had spoken beforehand. Here's what I like, here's what you like, here's what I don't like, here's what you don't like. And you just have a pretty decent pre-negotiated idea of how this dance is going to look like between between the two of you, right? Like you you and um, and uh, Mr. Mamba uh, say, like, it's just a rhythmic dance between two bodies under the, the stars or <laughs> whatever it is. You fucked that one up. <laughs> you... you Sex is two bodies moving in a rhythmic dance. We actually used to say that at hippie festivals to chicks. I'm like, it is two. Like, yeah, anyway, moving on. But Yeah, and I, I just thought it was very interesting to see the difference between not having it being pre-negotiated to having it pre- to having it pre-negotiated. But also, that was just when we said, now one person is leading, now the other person is following. What if we go, okay, so here's how I would like to move here. Like, what would you like? Is there anything you would not like to do? And then you could probably do it, like you said, blindfolded, and it could be an incredible sign of just example of how powerful 
it is to negotiate the right way which is like why is how long is that module it's like almost two hours we talk about just proper negotiation in the bedroom and actually it's funny you mentioned that because uh one of the participants uh mr red bull um yeah, <laughs> mr red bull mr red bull uh so if, <laughs> if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> my other half um <laughs> my bond <laughs> yeah um there was a point uh on the last day where um yeah he got in touch with his humorous side in uh the more serious aspects because yeah, yeah, yeah. sex is bedroom yeah bedroom banter um where yeah he when him and i like linked up uh he mentioned something about uh spinning like as a joke and then like a majority of our flow was spins like we're we're both finding different ways to spin and so it's like yeah like the negotiation of oh we both like this so like let's uh let's explore um yeah so 100 percent. like yeah if you would like pre-negotiate like a little bit like that uh, that worked out really well for us and we weren't even i think thinking in that way yeah. he he was just trying to be like a bit funny and yeah. like get get up that skill yeah. and like i'm just flowing like I, I love that shit so yeah that that that's the main thing that guys who come to the program actually or to the retreat actually misunderstand is that really really good sex is very fucking fun it's playful like you actually you can actually Yes, you can laugh during sex. <laughs> you can talk. You can be yourself. Holy shit. Uh, let's stop this before the world ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's especially with, with Mr. Red Bull, because it's so funny. Like, he, he, with, his, with his fucking personality, like, he never stops talking. He never stops cracking jokes. And then he will get into the bedroom, and he's like, scared of even even like saying anything he's like i should be quiet because it might ruin the vibe yeah because i have to be dominant because that's what's going to arouse her right now that's called being pickup injured but that's a story for another day and yeah and weird and emotionally constipated is what it is we yeah we we have to do another podcast on being emotionally constipated another day it is okay to let out emotions it's okay to actually feel emotions it doesn't mean that you're not a dominant man <laughs> that's an entire podcast on its own that might be a, a whole product <laughs> but um, yeah that was just what i wanted to add to that yeah um i think i've covered I it do you have any final words that you'd like to say to the people listening to at home, in the sauna, going to work, jerking off to their subscription of porn? What do you have to say to them? Final words. Final words. Um, go to the retreat. <laughs> like, that. that's that's it. Like, we, we can sit here and debate for fucking 100 hours, but until you go on the retreat, like you're not going to fully understand or appreciate like the stuff like we've spoken about. Like I commend you if you do like, and you, you're getting it, but it's such a short, like, yeah, we're doing like 14 hour days, but compared to trying to spend a lifetime, like 30 years trying to do the research myself and all that kind of bullshit and actually getting coached on the smallest, smallest detail. Like these guys know their shit. Yeah. 
it's it's what 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 a lot of people don't understand is how different this retreat is to anything that you could imagine every single time people come they're like oh i didn't think it was like this right yeah 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 even mr red bull so a super quick story i think i mentioned this in another podcast recently but he he came to the first before coming to the retreat so i have a i have a personal relationship with him right I know him. He's a good friend of mine. I've done business with him and he has an insane amount of trust in me. And he still told me he had to get on three or four different phone calls with us. He's like, bro, is this really like, like, is this really going to help him? Because he had some pretty severe, uh, he had both premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction at the same time, including a lot of sexual performance anxiety. So, granted that he would be skeptical but of course these problems arise from him being that archetype that is highly skeptical it's coming from the overthinking but in any case so he was like he was like okay cool yeah i'm definitely coming to retreat and then we'll go two days and he'll be oh bro oh shit i don't know i'm a little bit skeptical again and we will go back and forth like that a few times until eventually we were a little bit like dude i love you i want you to come i want to help you but you're at the end of the day you're gonna have to put on your big boy shoes and decide to come to the street on your own i can't keep like you know daddying you like this and eventually he was like yeah, okay you got a pretty good point there <laughs> right so he ended up coming then it comes to the retreat and then on, on day one we're doing a little bit of a of a pre-journey sort of uh, video and he's like and before the video he asked me like what do you want to say, want us to say on the video we're like dude don't embellish anything just be you so <laughs> And he, he really took that. So he's like, yep. So he sat down. He's like, hi, um, I am Mr. Red Bull. And I am highly skeptical. I am very, very skeptical that in just three days, I will be able to get the kind of results that the problems. Like He just came out the gate just like that. And then we go into the first two theory modules, which is the connection one and the Holy Trinity of Masculinity. And then we go straight into the, to the, to the first big exercise, it's, it's, it's a five-minute exercise. First, me and Andrew do the exercise, and then all the, all the clients do the exercise. He does the exercise. Right the second he stands up at the end of the exercise, he, he turns and he looks at me, and he's like, I get it now. <laughs> that, that was it. And we actually, two more students or clients say the exact same thing after that exercise, although they, were, they weren't his level of skeptic. But it was just so funny with him because we've, we've never had anyone that skeptical before, ever. And I don't think we've ever had anyone to be that instantly converted either after the exit. He was like, holy, okay, I am doing whatever the fuck you guys tell me to do forever. <laughs> and then there was like exercise after exercise after exercise. And then we had a little bit of theory and some more exercises. And every single exercise is like, shit, this is different. This is way different than I thought. And I think a lot of people listening don't understand that it's not three days of lectures. This is three days of pushing you so far out of your comfort zone and really rewiring your emotions pretty much and changing the way you view sex and view yourself and view your own sexuality forever and really building you up to becoming that kind of man that will be the best she ever had. That And literally, that's done on the first day. If we only... If we... 
took away day two and day three of this event and we just had day one, that would be enough to make any guy the best you ever had. And people just don't understand how fucking powerful this retreat is. And um, yeah, yeah, I think pe- people listening, sometimes they're a little bit like, oh, but I don't know, I'm not 100% convinced. It's like, dude, you don't get it, man. This is different from anything you have ever seen. And that's on this retreat where where, where, where we ran, we had... So the uh, the German guy had done three or four pretty high-end self-help different types of retreats before. The uh, the Australian guy had done heaps. I don't know how much. And he was really well off. So he had done heaps of stuff. And then we had the guy who did the just uh, the little Q&A beforehand. The, um, the British guy on the, on the half-day session. Yeah. And he had worked with a yeah, yeah. bunch of people that we know as well and and even he said just on that little short time he was like holy shit i didn't un- i didn't expect to be this valuable it's just an hour or two because people don't understand that there's a difference between giving people a little bit of theory or having exercises that dive into the core of who you are and actually changing you it's changing neural pathways which people don't really understand Yeah, it's insane. As I said, when we first started this, we know, and it sounds like that we're blowing our own trumpet, but we know we're the most transformational sexuality company in the world, and it's only getting bigger and better. And we're going to make men the best she ever had inside and outside the bedroom, and that is our core message. So, lady or gentleman, if you are listening to this today on the podcast, we thank you so much, and Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It has been an absolute—it has been a wild fucking ride. Time to go and go for a travel in time. And with that all being said, if you have been listening to this and you have enjoyed this, the best thing that you can do is share this podcast with your friends share this with your eight if you're a man and you're in your in your late 40s or 50s share this with your 18 year old son because he needs to hear this you might be a man like going shit i don't know where to give my son the sex advice and i feel uncomfortable about talking to him with him about that stuff share the podcast with him or anyone who needs this because we are on a mission to help all the men of the world so they can be confident in the bedroom cure their anxiety, have the sex they've always wanted and be the best inside and outside the bedroom and building men with integrity. As we always say, building men to be men again. Super excited and thank you so much, uh, Chris, for being here. It has been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for sharing your heart and being so open about your experiences with everything. And as I said, if you guys have any more questions, please feel free to hit us up on sexualquantumleap.com and send us an email and check out more of our podcast. Or literally, if you want to, if you can't come to a retreat and meet us in person, go check out the video course, Best She Ever Had. That is, we worked it out today, 128 videos and over 14 hours of content going through in depth about how to be the best woman's ever had. We get it. Not everyone can come and immerse themselves in the experience and really get in close, close and personal with us, but we want to make sure that we can be there 
every step of the way with you holding your hand and make sure you're going to be a really really good fuck and she comes back again and again and again so thank you very thanks again um chris and thank you for pierre for being here it's been absolutely awesome and with that being said we will see you on next time see you on the see you on the next see you next time english is my second language see you see you on the next episode